everyone, and welcome to episode 82 of the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast. Thank you for listening. If it's your first time here, we talk about video game and movie news as well as what we played or watched over the week. My name is Barry, along with my co-host. Uh, my name is Craig. Still the same, still here. And still chain never changes his name. No, not yet. You wait, though, one of these times. <laughs> <laughs> and let's go ahead and get into the news, which there's, a, I guess, a decent amount. For this week, but I'll start off with the Nintendo's N64 and Sega Genesis games have come out. You can now buy the expansion pack for Switch Online, and it's a mess. Yep. If you go ahead and look on Twitter, you'll see uh, like Ocarina of Time, uh, like Link will be missing like his entire torso, <laughs> apparently running around, uh, and like the input lag is apparently some of it is pretty bad. And the connection issues on Mario Kart uh, 64 are also very bad as well. There are some videos you can just see of it uh, lagging all over the place. It, it's kind of just like they got a very crappy emulator or something like that. I, I really don't know how they managed to kind of mess up this uh, this part of it or this emulation. But uh, I, guess, I guess there's some couple kinks to work out here. Could be day one issues, I'm hoping but you would have thought they would have checked this beforehand. I did see a bunch of uh, people who like speedrun Mario 64 and, and Zelda were playing it and saying the input lag was horrendous. Um, I think they said the Zelda one was worse than like the Wii U port, which I guess apparently is a pretty bad port. Um, <laughs> so hopefully they get that figured out. Like I don't need it to be 100% perfect because I'm not speedrunning these games, but I would like to actually enjoy these games if I'm going to, pay the $50 for them. Yeah, I I guess it's I don't know why there's so much input lag. I wonder if it's just like the like even if you're playing it portably is there input lag? Like I kind of get like Bluetooth controllers and the lag right. that can come from that, but if it's just really on any controller no matter how you play, it sounds like it's something wrong with like the emulation of sorts of the game. Yeah, I'd be interested to see what they're actually using to emulate it. Um, but yeah, it's something that I hope they get figured out pretty quick. I haven't purchased it yet, so I haven't tried it out. Um, I was kind of waiting to see, and I'm kind of glad I did at the moment. Yeah, but uh, what's on your end? <laughs> um, so we got a look at the Halo Infinite campaign uh, this week. Finally, since it's coming out in... Uh, Less than two months now, I think, right? So yeah, we're pretty close. I don't think yeah. they can delay it if, <laughs> at this <laughs> I don't point. Think they can. I will say that originally, like we we both watched it at the same time. Um, originally, I didn't think it looked that great, but then I saw a comparison side by side with what they showed. Was it last year or two years ago? Two I years think? ago. I two think. years ago. And when you compare the two, like they've done quite the visual upgrade overhaul here. Um, so it definitely looks a lot better. I don't know that I'm 100% sold on the way they're taking the campaign. Um, the open world RPG style, I don't really want in a Halo game. Um, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Obviously, it's going to be on Game Pass, so it's not a huge deal if I hate it. And I'll obviously be trying it, but it's not really what I want out of Halo. I just want a straightforward shooter experience. Yeah, uh, I I'm pretty much feel the same way you do i i don't get really why halo had to go open world but i i guess 343 really wanted to take halo in this you know 
completely different direction and do something brand spanking new with it. Yeah. And I, I guess it could work out like usually these type of first person open world games take, for example, something like Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Usually the the whole point of playing open worlds is the fact that you could like play with friends and and or go like stealthy or loud, depending on like what play type you want to do. And, you know, and it might just be me, but Halo has never been the game to emphasize stealth in any way. <laughs> yeah, no. So <laughs> um, I, I guess we'll have to see, like, it's all about this new grappling hook. So we'll have to see how that how that goes. You're literally Master Chief slash Pathfinder yeah. from Apex Legends in a way. Yeah. But, and some of that stuff like the uh, I don't know what they called them in the game, but it looked directly from Far Cry where you're taking out outposts. Like that just looked like a, a extremely like just like a ripoff of Far Cry Six Outpost. So I don't know. Hopefully the story is still entertaining. I've always enjoyed the Halo stories, but nothing has really like jumped out from that reveal and like grabbed me and be like, man, I can't wait to play this game. Yeah, I, I'll I'll try not to talk too bad about it just because yeah. I still don't know. Like I know Halo is regarded very highly to a lot of people and is like the premier first person shooter and. I think for a lot of people, you know, what was fun about Halo was the was the multiplayer. And I could see a lot of people going, OK, campaigns and this is for me, but at least multiplayer will be fun. Uh, yeah. And it seems to be pretty fun, or at least it's supposed to be fun, according to all of the people who got to try out the beta. Yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely give it a shot. If not, I'm sure I'll play multiplayer for a little bit, um, especially if Call of Duty, which comes out in like two weeks, doesn't hold my attention. So. Yeah, exactly. Last week, I didn't get to talk about it, but Pokemon did a trailer, uh, did like a hidden footage sort of trailer trying to be like a spooky horror movie. Uh, the next week, they cleaned up the footage and, you know, it's not really cleaned up. But you guys know what I mean. And it new Pokemon have been revealed. Uh, it is Hisuian forms of both Zoro uh, or Zora. Zor I, I don't know how to pronounce this Pokemon's <laughs> name. Uh, and Zoroark. So both of them are kind of instead of black and red, they are wispy white and have like red tips on the hair. I think the Pokemon design looks cool, and I just hope this is kind of the start of seeing more his uh, Hisuian uh, Pokemon. Because I always thought that was fun when they first introduced it in the Pokemon Sun and Moon series with Alolan forms. I just thought those were all really cool, and I like to see the these classic takes on Pokemon who have now, you know, adapted quote unquote to this region and have changed either types and or and physical appearance. I feel like I know, I guess at least a decent amount about Pokemon, but I don't even know who those Pokemon are. <laughs> they're, they're much newer. I'm okay. pretty sure they were introduced in the sun and moon. Okay. Um, era. Or, or really close to it. I want to say a generation before a generation after. Okay. But uh, yeah, like it's it's funny how like my even my like memory of Pokemon and I can name a lot of Pokemon, almost like all of them one through four. Mm -hmm. But at, once you start getting into the fifth and sixth generation, I'm kind of like, I don't know if I know them anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, those original 150 got those on lock, but I think everything else after that, I did not pay attention as much, I think. So I feel like I'm super far behind the curve on Pokemon now that like I just kind of play them and 
don't recognize about half of the Pokemon. And I don't remember the last time I finished a Pokemon game. So I'm 100% just, I'm like the old man on the on his front step yelling about the old Pokemon at this point. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I will, and if I didn't already say, this is for the Pokemon Legends game. It's not going yeah. to be in Brilliant Pearl and Shining Diamond or flip the two if I'm wrong. I can never <laughs> get that right, to be honest. But uh it's 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 cool to see uh legends arceus is a very interesting game and i want to see what it, new stuff it brings to pokemon just because i think this is a really exciting uh new adaptation of what to do with pokemon and i know people are angry because like other news about this is that the game isn't really free roam it's more like monster hunter where you have a hub and then you go out to do certain survey regions and it's not really free roam. It's more like a controlled area that you go to visit. And for me, I'm a okay with that. I loved Monster Hunter. I never thought the worlds were too small or anything like that. I just think people are mad to be mad. And <laughs> I, 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 for one, am excited that it's taking at least this route instead of trying to do something super ambitious, like go fully open world. I can't imagine like po new games on the Switch don't run very well. Yep. And if you were to make Pokemon open world, have all that stuff in the world where like Breath of the Wild, while like is a big open world right in the beginning, the world doesn't have a lot in it when you look at it through a magnifying glass. So it would be a lot different if Pokemon were popping up everywhere. So I, I, I like this idea. This way you can have certain Pokemon in certain regions. And I, I think it's a good idea overall for them. It's it's at least iterating, and that's the least we could do. the the least they could do is do that is iterate on the formula. Yeah, that's that's the big thing for me. They're just trying something different, which I can appreciate. We've had the same type of Pokemon game for how many years now? Um, it's it's cool that they're trying something new. I'm for one excited to at least try it. I don't know if I'll stick with it. I may bounce off it, but like I just appreciate the effort that they're putting into it. Exactly. Uh, also, on uh, looks at games coming out, we got a look at the GTA remaster, um, the definitive collection, which is coming out pretty soon if you're buying it digital. But if you're buying it physical, you got to wait till almost near the end of December, it looks like. Um, it's better than I thought it would look. I will say that. I wasn't expecting a whole lot because, in all honesty, I expected Rockstar to just kind of cash in and take the money from everybody. Um, I was going to buy it regardless whether like if it looked like a complete overhaul, if it just looked the same. But I will say that I am pleasantly surprised with the amount of work they put into it. It doesn't look like a next gen game by any means, but it's cleaned up. Uh, the textures are much better. Uh, I just think it's going to be a good way for people who have never played these games to be able to experience them and not be turned off by one, how bad the controls were originally since they're switching to GTA 5 controls and also being turned off by just how awful these games look now. So I'm super pumped to play these in like, what, a week or two? Um, I'll, I'll definitely play through all three of these again. Yeah, I know you said the games were particularly long, which was strange for me mm -hmm. considering like four and five were my first GTAs, which their campaign was pretty lengthy, all things yeah. considered. So I... I, I yeah, I'm excited to play all of them. Uh, you know, remasters have a nice little fun thing that they do. And, you know, they make the game playable for today's generation of people who never got to grow up with these games. And I'm in this cool standpoint where I never got to play those original three. Yeah. So uh, 
good 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 for the remaster and i just hope that people i don't know people are going to be angry with it regardless so what, yeah what am i talking about yeah i'm really excited for people like i think vice city is the best story in any gta game so i'm super excited for people to play that it is like i don't think a lot of people realize those games weren't that long and that was just the technical limitations of the hardware they were on right you couldn't make like an insanely big game like those maps are tiny the vice city map is tiny um so san andreas was bigger but uh yeah i mean you should be able to get through all three of those games in a week or two and be fine and cool. move on to the next million things coming out <laughs> <laughs> speaking of not million things coming out soon uh we have elden ring delayed till february 25th yeah and that just makes february more crowded here <laughs> As we now have Elden Ring in February, Life is Strange Remaster, Dying Light 2, Horizon Forbidden West, Destiny 2, The Witch Queen, Sifu, and then in the beginning of like, oh, even Saints Row, the new Saints Row game yep. is also coming out. This It's kind of nuts how much is going to be coming out at the end of the year here, but or sorry, in the in February, but it's. It is to be expected. It's just too bad that my wallet will be empty <laughs> for February yeah. and that I won't be able to buy anything else. You know, what's crazy is we always look at January and February as like, all right, that's the time I'm going to catch up on all this backlog of games. Or maybe you pick up the games that people put on their game of the year list that you didn't think about. But like you're not going to have that chance now, which is just crazy. You're going to go right into February and be like, oh, man, there's five or six games that i legitimately want to play um and you know i don't know how long elden ring will be saints row is probably a good 15 20 hours if you're going to get into that that's going to carry you into march and april and then we're going to be right into bigger games coming out again it's insane yeah i think this year it would be more like december and january yeah. are going to be the, the months where you'll be able to catch up on your backlog just because i don't know many games coming out in december other and... than halo <laughs> yeah other than halo i thought i even thought that was late november no no nah, it's december okay all right yep. look at me what do i know uh but <laughs> <laughs> no all those all those games coming out i i will have a broke wallet at least i already paid for horizon i guess that's the only thing to be happy about because when I, I got the collector's edition and that that was a hefty chunk out of your wallet the moment you pay for it. So you're uh, you're running out of time to get through the original here. I I will though. What's <laughs> what's what's different about it this time, and it's kind of weird. Is like every week I think about playing Horizon, and I'm like, okay, wait, I remember where I am in the story, so I don't need to restart it. So I'm like, I should play it, and then now like you know, instead I'm playing <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. So yeah. No, there's no winning for me. You here, got but. a couple months left to try and power through it. I think I could. I think I could get it done. Like, I just need to Last of Us to go through it. I just yeah, need like to sit weekend. down. Yeah, I just need to sit down for a weekend and just go through that game. Yeah, if, if I can get the Last of Us two done in a legitimate weekend, I think I should be able to to get through Horizon as well. I would think so. Um. All right. So going off of. Other things we're getting first looks at, we got a gameplay reveal for Apex, the new map, uh, Stormpoint, and then the new legend, which was Ash. Um, looks cool. Looks more colorful than the maps have been. You're on a beach setting. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. Obviously, we're the target audience for this. So 
I mean, it's to be expected that I'm going to be hyped up for this. I've been playing Apex nonstop for I don't even know how long now. Yeah. But uh, what do you think? What stood out to you? So I do think Ash uh, is going to take some getting used to from players. Yeah. From what it looks like is Ash, like her, I'm not sure if it's her ultimate or her uh, her her other ability. She throws down some sort of like knife and it electrocutes people. Now, in the trailer, it shows a Watson running away because her fences are useless and she's useless. But <laughs> once you get to a certain point, it looks like it stops your momentum. Yeah. So I need to see whether or not like if right, I get that it tethers you. But if I instead stay close to it and maybe move side to side a little bit, whether or not that slows me down, if it doesn't, I think we're going to be all right, because yeah. like if. If it tethers you to it and your movement is slowed down from the moment you're stuck in that thing or like completely stopped, like how Watson was at the end of that, I think it could be really broken and really overpowered. But uh, I'm we have to see how everybody plays as Ash, but I think she's got a chance to be pretty broken at the start of the season. And then I thought the map looked cool. I like that they're going for these more jungle like type areas. I didn't get to see what I thought would be in the trailer, which was like kind of these force choke points with bridges. I think that would be a lot of fun considering all the movement options with Loba, with Pathfinder, with Octane, you know, how to like, instead of just going over a bridge and meeting someone in the middle, whether you use, you know, Pathfinder's rope to like sidestep it or Loba uses her bracelet to distract while her teammates come in and through the bridge, that kind of thing. I think it provides a lot of cool opportunities for traversal heroes to where right now, like those abilities are kind of just used to get around the map. Uh, and these abilities now could almost be used to give you a more strategical advantage than they already do. Yeah. Um, I think the addition of more uh, like, I don't even know what you would call them, but like creatures, creatures on the map is, is a plus just some, added layers to gameplay there um yeah i mean i think it's i've been looking for something different from a map and i think that's what we're gonna get i think ash is gonna be broken at first until they kind of balance her out uh that tether just seems way too overpowered the fact that watson literally stopped and then just got like absolutely destroyed like if you could do that and if you pull that off well enough to stop all three people on a team like that's just gonna be so overpowered yeah, um, they'd be yeah, they'd be gonna be dead in seconds. Right. And especially if you were to like throw a grenade or, or something in the middle of that. Um, it's like combining Watson and uh, Horizon's abilities into one. And that's not even her ultimate, that's just her ability. So Yeah. Yeah, it's I don't know. Maybe it'll be okay, but the track record has been every time a new hero comes out, it's usually broken for at least the first week or two. Yeah, and you won't be able to play her anyway because everybody no. else is going to be. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> everybody else is going to be picking her. So, yeah, like Apex Legends continues to try to grow here. I I hope they sort of do something with everybody's recent complaints about the like the server issues that have been happening a lot more now. The the recent skin uh, like, you know, yeah. issues that they've been having with, you know, putting out skins that look exactly like the originals. Uh quote unquote bloodhound pretty much is yeah but, uh you know that game's all about making money and it's a money making machine right now for for ea sports and respawn entertainment so 
I just hope that maybe they're a little bit kinder to the consumer uh, in the upcoming months. We can hope. Yeah. And that, that is a very far hope. <laughs> yeah. We've covered a lot about the Blizzard uh, accusations, trials, and everything going on, lawsuits and whatnot. Blizzard did reveal that McCree will now be named Cole Cassidy instead. Uh, it's a very small news story because uh, I don't know many people playing Overwatch right now, but Cole Cassidy seems like a fine name. Uh, I don't think it's going to get canceled in any way or try and haze its, haze its female employees. So uh, Cole Cassidy, well done, and just have to see how it goes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't remember the last time I played Overwatch, but good on them for at least changing the name there because there's no reason to keep the original name anymore. Yeah. Um, Even I am, nope, I'm out. So, all it's right. All you. So, just a couple smaller things. Uh, Returnal 2.0 update is going to add photo mode. And for anybody that really wanted it, it's adding a suspend cycle. <laughs> so, you will now be able to stop, uh, in your tracks during a cycle close the game and I don't know if you can play anything else. I imagine you can. That's what it seemed to because they suggested that you can close the application once you're done with it. And it kind of stinks that it took it so long to come out. Like they really probably could have tried to get this out earlier because this was a big complaint about the game when it first came out. Yeah. But for me, uh, it, it's a good quality of life update for people who may be getting into the game. And who knows, maybe this is one of those games that get cheaper toward the Black Friday uh, yeah. period. So maybe they're trying to add this because new they're banking on new people coming in because it's a cheaper game. Yeah, I mean, I saw that today and I was, you know, I'm like, oh, that's cool. It's not enough for me to want to play it again after having beaten it. But, you know, the suspend option would have definitely been nice. Uh, especially when, you know, you're on a good run and you're like, oh, it's already late, but, uh, I guess I'll keep going. Cause it's not like I can stop. That would have been, that would have come in clutch for me. Yeah. My final news story is that we got God of War coming to PC in 2022 of January. Sony has been slowly releasing their games onto PC, uh, with horizon zero dawn, with God of War, I could probably see The Last of Us maybe coming. I don't know. Like, God of War is very up there, and so was Horizon. But I feel like in a way, like, Spider-Man and um, The Last of Us are almost those two games where Sony goes, no, you cannot have these yeah. on PC. Like, you have to get a PlayStation for them. But God of War was a huge game, and it's kind of a surprise it's coming. They mentioned that it's going to have 4K fully unlocked frame rate which is really good for computer gamers. And on top of that, we're probably going to see a lot of funny, funny memes uh, <laughs> yeah. of mods come out for this. I already saw somebody who said they were going to edit like Yoda as Kratos um, or the Mandalorian as Kratos and then have baby uh, or Grogu, the baby Yoda as Atreus. And I just find that hilarious. I can't yeah. wait to see the stuff they come up with that. But that's literally my favorite part when stuff from console goes to PC is just the mod communities on them. It's so great. Yeah, like Resident Evil Village was great when it did it. And I think uh, I think God of War is even going to be like worse. And by that word, I mean better with yeah. the mod community. Absolutely. Other than that, that's going to be it for news this week. Let's go into games. Uh, All right. What, what games did you play this week, Craig? 
Um, I have Deathloop, uh, Riders Republic, and a Resident Evil 4 in VR. All right. How about you? I have Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Uh, and that's all I got. I'm a good two to three hours into it. I could, uh, I've got pretty good opinions on it so far, but because I only have one, I'll let you go first. <laughs> all right. Um, we'll start with Deathloop. So I started this like Wednesday of last week. So I've had a, a li- almost a week with it so far. Um, I feel like every year at some point, usually near the end of the year, there's going to be a game that comes along for me that gets super hyped up. And it's one that I wasn't originally excited for. I think if we go back to when we had the episode with uh, Craig, when we were talking about the games we were going to do, I very distinctly remember saying I wasn't really interested in this game at all. Um, But it's been hyped up so much. So many people are, you know, like pushing it up there as like their game of the year that I was like, all right, I definitely need to at least give it a shot. I'm not a fan of Dishonored, uh, but I want to give it a shot. I can say having played a decent amount of it now, that uh, it is not for me, and it's not that I think it's a bad game. I just don't see what everybody else is hyped about. Um, it to me, it, it plays exactly like Dishonored, um, except you're using guns, like more modern guns. You're still sneaking around, assassinating people. You have your different abilities you can pick up. Um, the whole like, I mean, we've done so many play the same day over and over type deal in the past year or two with games uh, that I don't see this one as being that different. The ability for somebody to come in as the other character and kind of mess with you, I think is cool. It can be a little bit annoying when you're trying to get stuff done and uh, somebody's popping into your game and just being a menace. Um, But it's part of the fun. I think I didn't try playing as that. I just been trying to go through the single, like the campaign, the story here uh yeah i just i don't know it's i'm not really digging it that much i don't find the story that compelling it's very hold very much hold your hand right it's like all right this is what you need to do go do it uh and you can explore but it'll literally tell you like all right you did what you needed to do head to the exit and go to the next part of the day so it's just that it's a whole bunch of that um i don't know i i'm probably not going to finish it and Hats off to everybody who really, really enjoyed it, but I am just not feeling that game at all. Yeah, now a couple questions I have that you may be able to answer now that you've played it. Are the maps kind of like, are the maps that you play as, and I know there are certain daytimes you Mm -hmm. go through in in each of these maps, are they like Hitman big or are they pretty small? They're small. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't say they're like tiny, but there's, there's a lot that they're shoving into a tiny area, small area that you can really dive in and like look around and find like notes and all this other stuff if you really want to. But if you're just going through, like I got to the point where I'm like, all right, let me just go do what this objective is telling me. Like you can be, go in, do the objective and be out in like five minutes or less and just kind of boom, I'm done. Um, So it's definitely not huge, huge open sprawling areas by any means. Now, it I know from watching the trailer, it can sort of feel a couple of different ways. And I know you personally mentioned like this feels like a Dishonored game mm-hmm. to you. Does it now with like the whole powers and guns thing, does it feel like Bioshock at all? Do you ever does it? Not really. Um, I love Bioshock. I, I just that's to why. Me, yeah, just, that's why exactly yeah. why I'm asking. It just feels like more Dishonored to me. You know, like I'm still 
running around with my knife out for the most part because I enjoy playing stealthy and sneaking up behind people and stabbing them. Um, you get those abilities that you find, like you can have a double jump. Um, you can put trinkets on your guns to have better, you know, handling so you don't get as much recoil. Um, your guns can jam, which is cool in theory, but then you're just like mashing the square button over and over to fix it, um, which can be a real pain if you're in the middle of a, a gunfight here. But I think that's more to not force you, but encourage you to be stealthy instead of just go all out. What usually happens, though, is I'll start out with good intentions to be stealthy. Somebody will spot me and then I'll just dead on sprint past everybody to the objective, hit the objective and then just sprint back to the exit. And that's pretty much rinse and repeat for me. Um, but yeah, I it's not a bad game by any means. If you like Dishonored, you'll probably enjoy it. But for me, who never really like I've tried so many times to get into Dishonored games, and I just fall off of them. This is the same thing. Okay, yeah, you know, even mentioning like Bioshock makes me want to play the Bioshock remaster. Yep. When I yep. when I get you know done with my endless horde of <laughs> yeah of games, but yeah, uh, what about Resident Evil Four VR? So Resident Evil Four, obviously, everybody I think that's has the this... most interesting of the bunch. Yeah, it's um everybody loves Resident Evil Four. If you're a Resident Evil fan, it's kind of held up as like the pinnacle. Um, even though I think seven and eight are great, it has that good mix of horror and action. Um, but going into first person is pretty crazy. You know, the VR experience, um, any horror game, even if it is action oriented in VR is going to be inherently terrifying, right? Uh, because you're trying to like turn around real quick because you can hear one coming behind you. Um, it kind of leads to the panic reloads because they give you the option to play two different ways. So, you can either play, and I forget what they're called, but the one way is you just hold a direction on one of your analog sticks and it'll bring up either your handgun, your shotgun, or whatever you have, or your knife. Or they have like the more immersive mode, which is what I've been playing, where to get your shotgun, you have to reach over your shoulder. Um, your handgun is on your right hip and your ammo for it's on your left hip. And then your first aid spray is over your left shoulder and your knife is on your left on the top. So... It leads to a lot of like, I hear people coming. I just shot one. I got to reload real quick. So you're like fumbling around trying to find your magazine, <laughs> shove it in and, and like pull it back to load the uh, bullet. And then you're firing away. Um, the shotgun, which originally would be like, you know, the more powerful option in a Resident Evil game. To me, I find not using as much because trying to reload that thing in the middle of a battle of zombies is impossible because you yeah. have to like pull it back and then you're reaching for shells and trying to push shells in. it just takes too much time. Um, but it's been a blast so far. Uh, I've seen videos of people doing like, uh, you know, like the, like the trick shots, right? Picking up an egg and hitting a zombie in the head with an egg and then tossing their gun, doing flips with it and shooting people like that's all feels really good. Um, <laughs> I have it as the non uh, motion sickness version where you kind of, aim where you want to go and your character will teleport as opposed to just like running like you normally would. Uh, but it handles very well. It looks good for a game that's, I don't even know how many years old now. Uh, but just being able to interact with everything is super cool. So I would say it's, it's a top notch, uh, VR experience. It's just, it's kind of a bummer that it's only on the quest. So people who don't have the quest don't have the option to play it right now. But I would say if you have a quest, it's 100% got to be on the list of something that you should be buying, even if it is 40 bucks, which is a bit steep. 
Yeah. And speaking of like the exclusivity stuff, I feel like for the Oculus and that kind of thing, especially because it's on my Facebook now. Yeah, we you know, there was a time in early console life where everything was kind of for every console other than like certain Sega Nintendo games like exclusivity has always existed in gaming. But I feel like it sort of went really rampant and fast with VR specifically Mm -hmm. because, you know, we have Oculus, which is owned by Facebook, you know, a, you know, billions of dollar company that can hire any team they want and go make this game, but only for us, that kind of thing. Yeah. So um, hopefully one day that that game decides does decide to come out and be on other platforms as well, because if it can take advantage of other people's, you know, hardware, I think it has potential to be great on the other pieces of hardware as well. Yeah. But for Quest fans, I definitely see this as a must get. Yeah. Uh, I, I I haven't even played it. And I know that um, it's one of kind of the AAA VR games that you can get. Yeah, I would say it's probably this may actually help sell more quests. I know like there was a time where you couldn't get a quest. Now you can. But I feel like this is one of those ones that's going to be like, yeah, you have to get a quest to play this game. Like it's worth putting three hundred dollars plus another 40 down just to experience it. Unless you're just totally against horror games in general, which they're not for everybody. But other than that, like I can't think of too many VR games that I would say like are essential. Right. Other than like Half-Life Alex, which I still haven't played. Um, I guess super hot. A lot of people consider essential yeah. Beat Saber. Um, but yeah, this is up there with those. All right, I'll go ahead and talk about Guardians of the Galaxy now. Let's do it. So Guardians of the Galaxy is pretty much the newest game you can get right now. And reviews are surprisingly pretty positive for it. Uh, I really didn't know how people were going to take this game because people had such an issue with the Avengers looking not like their movie counterparts Uh, in this game so far. I don't have a single issue with it. I think Star-Lord looks fine. I think Gamora, Drax, and, you know, I think that entire crew looks fine the way they look. I don't know why um, people thought, like, and it didn't bother me that the Avengers didn't look like, you know, to, uh, Jeffrey, uh, sorry, Robert Downey Jr.'s or Chris Evans, yeah. uh, Marvel superheroes. But I think Guardians of the Galaxy works really well. And that's just talking about kind of the character design of it. Uh, for me, and I know people were disappointed with the fact that you could, you're only playing a star Lord, but I feel like this works fine for me. Uh, your, your entire crew literally never shuts up. There is dialogue going at least for the two, no, sorry, three to four hours I've played with it. It, it's been a lot of fun. Like the characters have really good banter between them and there's kind of, it's like, many things going on like in the very first like hour of the game you can start playing a mini game with rocket who like puts a little scoreboard up and you guys have to destroy like these pillars of worms is what i'll call them and whoever uh destroys more gets you know 50 currency in the game to use for upgrades and that kind of thing and it's just like the little games that it's having with itself because rocket then goes Oh, you know, I hacked your stuff and Starlord and Starlord goes, you hacked my stuff. And then he goes, yeah, well, I fix it all the time. So it's I really like the the comedy and the the back and forth they all have. And it, it and right at the beginning, it starts off with it. You know, you have Drax not trusting Gamora uh, because she's a daughter of Thanos and everything like that. You have 
Rocket and Groot being extremely close for how long they've been together. And that shows within the first one to two hours of the game and everything else right now with the game. I'm like fairly liking the combat. I find a lot of fun. I actually really enjoy commanding my teammates to do certain things. And with Groot, he you know, you can do these cool things where Groot uh, entangles the enemy so they stop moving and then you can have Rocket throw a grenade that blows them up along with you shooting out whatever has it hasn't gotten tangled in Groot's webs or, you know, tree trunks, I guess they're more accurately called. Uh, the, the game's just a lot of fun. I'm enjoying it. I think the game looks incredibly good as well. Um, I'm playing on PS5 and I think it it looks incredible. Like I don't have any problems with load times and kind of the cool thing about this game too and it's kind of a cheesy thing it does but it has licensed music and it has music that like i listen to with my dad so you know you have pat benatar blue oyster cult um you've got like motley crew like you have all of these songs that star lord would listen to that you can listen to on the ship and also play when you uh kind of do your ultimate mode which is where you get everybody into a huddle and if you say the right things everybody gets a big boost in health and attack and uh, one of their licensed songs plays, whether it's, you know, the final countdown from Europe or, you know, uh, holding out for a hero is is on there, too. So it's it's just a lot of fun. Um, I didn't have big expectations for this game, but reviews started coming out on, you know, Monday, the 25th. And I saw that they were fairly positive. And in my head, I went, OK, I got to give this a shot. Like, I got to I got to give Marvel Studios another chance here when it comes with Square Enix uh, making their games. It just goes to show, and hopefully this game sells well. Like, I just I just hope they see that, oh, this game did well, it's reviewing well, people are buying it more, we don't need to do this weird Avenger stuff yeah. with um, the whole gear and the whole, uh, like... MMO type stuff where it's missions when you're playing with friends and that kind of thing. I don't see the point in any of that. They don't need to do any of that for this game. You can have a good and Marvel is perfect for this kind of stuff, especially if Marvel's willing to let you go and just make your own story with these characters. Uh, a single player 15 hour adventure is as long as it's told in a good way and is interesting. We already have connections to these characters you just have to make the adventure fun for us and do something and do things that are true to the characters. And in Guardians of the Galaxy so far, it's doing that perfectly. And I I definitely think that like even with my two to four hours in, it's going to be one of my top 10 games of the year. Yeah. Uh, I am I am enjoying it that much so far. Yeah, I think a lot this game is going to catch a lot of people off guard because I don't know anybody that was like i'm super pumped for guardians of the galaxy i'm gonna pick this up i'm gonna pre-order it like none of us were because we were also burnt out with avengers um but you know i i think i was just like you like i was kind of holding out hope that this was going to be good and this was going to be that single player experience we wanted so i'm glad that to hear that it's excellent um i think this will end up sneaking onto a lot of people's top tens what would you say, though, is like combat wise, what can you compare it to? Because it seems like it's different. Yeah. So I, I want to compare it more to Mass Effect, okay. where you're only playing as that one single character. 
but there's a whole lot more emphasis on having and controlling your teammates abilities because you get these combos and it literally is like ranking like amazing, fantastic, uncanny and in kind of a weird, you know, devil may cry way. And when you order, when you get these combos high enough, that's when you unlock your ultimate, like um, kind of guardians mode or, you know, ultimate where you huddle up and do the pep talk sort of thing. And I think that works really well for this combat. I really don't feel the need to have to control Groot or Drax or Gamora or Rocket in any way. I like playing a Star-Lord and Star-Lord's character is kind of the most flexible when it comes to his blasters have elemental um, abilities. So you can change it from frost to electricity in order to be able to ice or stun the enemy. And then on top of that, you can use his stuff to combo and use the it's called the guardians menu where you go and you you know tell certain teammates what to do and what abilities to activate uh i just i just like the focus more on controlling your your comrades in battle and i know in mass effect it wasn't as big of an important thing like you could do it in in mass effect 2 and 3 which was like tell your teammate to do this certain thing but it didn't have this much of an effect and it's going to be kind of weird for other people, but I really like it. What I like about it is your teammate stops what he's doing and teleports to wherever you told him to, like, especially with Groot. Uh, He teleports to wherever I tell him to uh, do his move and he teleports right there and does it where in a lot of games. Now you tell someone to do something And then they do it like five seconds later after they finish their combo. And then they have to walk over to the enemy and then do the move. Uh, I just I I like it this way because it feels really snappy. Uh, It's always like, okay, my guardian is doing or, you know, my teammate is doing exactly what I want him to do. Yeah. Um, At the moment, I want him to do it. And that is pretty satisfying, I find. I could be wrong, but. It almost sounds like it plays like Tales of Arise. Am I wrong? I I would say Tales. It's yeah. just a matter of the it's just a matter of in Tales. I know you can, you know, you control your teammates or you can. Mm-hmm. And your teammates they have kind of one ability or two abilities or a couple abilities that you can tack onto them and have them use. Where with the Guardians menu, each of these teammates have like four abilities. Okay. that you can control. And what's nice is everything's open to you from the beginning. So if they're if if you look through their abilities and they kind of give you um a quick blurb as like Groot is meant to like entrap and cat and capture enemies where you know uh Rocket Raccoon is meant to deal moderate damage to large to large groups of enemies at a time. And then Gamora is like the faster unit where she's doing, you know, damage to one person and Drax is meant to be the heavy kind of tank character. So with that, you end up, you know, and with having all of the abilities available to you, you can kind of spec out what you want to do in the beginning of the game. And as long as the strategy works and you find it satisfying, you can stick with it and continue to upgrade those abilities. And yeah, I, think, I saw I saw it still has like an upgrade tree, right? Yeah, it does. For those abilities you do. Okay. So it has like light RPG elements then. Very yeah, light. light. 
Yeah. Okay. And I like that. I think yeah. um, having and I know it's like people will tell you it's a lack of surprise when like it comes to all of the abilities being available from the start of the game. But I think in this particular case, it's good. It's a good idea, um, yeah. especially because it allows you to be flexible with your play style and how you want to play. Sounds cool. Like, I'm super excited to play it. Um, I just don't have it yet, so I'm kind of bummed. But <laughs> I'll be playing it soon. I think it'll yeah. probably... It seems like it'll end up on my list somewhere, too. I'm just... It may be that that one of the year that just surprised me and came out of nowhere with how good it is. Exactly. Uh, all right, so Riders Republic, i give a quick update on. They did a... I think it's actually still going on. I don't know if it will be by time this posts, but... It is a four-hour trial that is free to download. Um, I get a lot of Forza Horizon vibes from this game. Just instead of cars, it's bikes, uh, snowboard skis, and jetpacks and all that kind of stuff. Um, wingsuits, yeah. Yeah, wingsuits, but they have like engines on them. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's just like it's wacky. Uh, they got this big open area that you can kind of just go around and take races as you want. Um, definitely inspirations from Forza here. I think it handles very well. They give you two different control options. One's more based on tricks and one's more based on like racing and controls. And you can switch between them on the fly if you want to. Uh, but it's just a nice mix of, you know, if you want to just go straight and be like, all right, I just want to do these races or if you just want to kind of mess around on a bike and, pull off some tricks and all that it's all there for you for whatever way you feel like playing that day i think it's pretty cool i don't have high expectations for this game but i think it's going to be better than most people give it credit for even though it's not even out yet i feel like most people have written it off uh i mean it's coming out right around the same time as forza though which may be kind of the death of it yeah but um, I think everybody should at least give it a shot. You can get that four hour trial and see if it's going to be something you're down for. And if not, that's fine. But like, I've been having a ton of fun with it. Yeah. Forza is a pretty high uh, price from you. And you know how much yeah. I love Forza, especially Forza's Horizon. Great. Yeah. So I'm, I'm definitely interested to try it. And a, and a four hour trial is perfectly mm -hmm. what I need. Now, is it, does it have like an online consistent world? Kind of like how Forza yeah. does where, mm -hmm whatever server you're loaded into, you can see other players, whether they're ghosted or interactable or not. Yep. And you're always going to have like, you do these big, like 64 man races, which is insane. Um, but yeah, you'll see people like there's like a main hub area where you can like purchase new clothes or new bikes or whatever you want to. And you'll see people like riding all over the place and stuff. So yeah, it's definitely a lot like Forza in that regard and is it is the section so i know you mentioned a hub and like that mm -hmm. kind of world like the thing is is it like separated in a way where like snowing and skiing or snowboarding and skiing would be at the top where yeah like that's that's kind of how they do it and like you'll have okay. races where you may start out like at the top of the mountain right so you're skiing and then halfway or like a quarter of the way through the race you'll hit a gate and it's going to automatically switch you to like a bike and then you're okay. just going down and doing that. Not all the races do that, but they are specific ones where you'll switch to each individual uh, thing and just do a portion of the race that way, which is kind of cool. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's just a good time. Something you can kind of like, if you're looking for something you don't have to really think about, you can just kind of hang out, which is what Forza does for us, right? And just kind of be like, yeah. oh, I'm just going to go pick this car and go drive around a bit. Same thing. 
And if is it pretty much all like snowy based area or is there like a kind of a dirt area? For, no, there's like, definitely there's definitely dirt, jungle, all that. OK, kind of cool. Stuff. So, oh, all yeah. right. Cool. Yeah. There's a variety there. Yeah. Four four hour trial. I'm definitely going to try it out now that you've mentioned it. Yeah. And you can't you'll know exactly how much time you have left because they have a counter in the top right <laughs> the whole sense. time. It's always there. Yeah. So it's, it's nice to be like where where you don't have to guess. Yeah, you'd be like, all right, I got two hours and 27 minutes left or whatever. Now, can you can you leave the game and then come back and it'll or is it like a four straight hour period? No, no, it's the time you're playing. OK, cool. So no, four hours good. of playtime. Yep. Cool. All right. That's going to be it for the game sections of this. And we're going to go into movies. And for me, it's going to be Dune. Dune. Uh, what did you end up watching? I actually started Dune this afternoon, but I'm like barely into it. So I can't really get options <laughs> on that. Um. I have it's October, so I've been watching a ton of like older horror movies, but I did watch uh, VHS 94, which is a newer horror movie. And then um, Saints of Newark. OK, uh, yeah. Saints of Newark is a little bit older, so why don't we start there for you? I've been meaning to watch that, but I just have. Yeah, um, yeah, I totally forgot about this. And then I got like the email from HBO that's like, hey, on I think the 31st or something, it goes off of HBO Max. Oh, I might have uh, to might have to watch it this weekend. Yeah. Then. So that's exactly why I was like, all right, I need to watch this. I've been putting it off long enough. Uh, I love The Sopranos. I'm, I've been a huge fan of The Sopranos, and it's been a minute since I've watched The Sopranos. I'm due for a rewatch. And uh, it was very evident when I started watching this movie because I was like, I remember some of these people, but not all of them. Uh, so I was very confused. There's so much going on in this movie that it was very hard for me to follow. Um, it's just a lot of different storylines kind of going in and out. Um, I wasn't the biggest fan of it, which is a bummer because I love the Sopranos TV show. I think it's like one of the best TV shows of all time by far. Uh, and this was, you know, I was excited for this one, but I don't know. The whole thing is just like, it's all over the place. It's everywhere. It's kind of disjointed. Um, I don't know. I was bummed out by it. I don't want to give anything away. Like if you're if you really want to watch it, definitely watch it. Um, see what you think. But for me, I maybe I need to go back and watch the show again and then go back and watch the movie. And maybe it'll be easier for me to follow. But I was just having like the hardest time trying to keep up with this movie. And like for me and it's heresy or whatnot, but I've never yeah. watched The Sopranos. I think I might have yeah. just been a little too young when mm -hmm. it first came out. With The Sopranos, can I watch this movie and follow along? Um, probably. I think you could get the general idea of what they're going for. Okay. Um, I mean, it's just the backstory of the main character, right? Tony Soprano. Um, but even that, like to that extent, this was labeled as like, you know, this is how Tony came from being a kid to where he is when The Sopranos start, which is one of the head people of the, the family. And like, there's a decent portion, like the first half of the movie where like he's barely in it. So okay. it's uh, yeah, I think you could still watch it and take it just as like a mafia style movie and probably be OK. Um, but for me, like I would rather just stick to the show because I think it's much better. Cool. Yeah, I, I, I've been meaning to watch it and I'll make sure I do. Yeah. For, yeah. That, for the most part. Give me all that Dune info, though. Yeah, Dune. And one thing I did want to mention is I've started watching Harley Quinn, the animated series on HBO Max. Okay. And I did want to mention I, I'm really enjoying it so far. I'm I'm only 
four episodes in and I just really like how adult it just comes off with being it's pretty gory and explosive but like within the first minute you hear you know villains of Harley Quinn and Joker saying the F word <laughs> and the and the S word at each other and yelling at each other and I kind of like the more adult type of uh of cartoon i just think it's more realistic to how these heroes would actually act and not even heroes villains where you know they're not the they're not the totem of you know sanctity or you know they can be absolute scumbags to each other and it can be kind of funny i like the whole poison ivy thing where she's kind of helping harley get over the joker uh, it's definitely a must watch so far. I'm only four episodes in and I'm really enjoying it. Needed How, something else to watch. When did that come out originally? So I think season one came out a couple years ago. There's season okay. two out as well. And there's rumors about a season three coming out. OK, um, they haven't confirmed it yet, which I thought you would have confirmed it like on DC Fandom, but apparently not from what hmm. from the from what I read. I might have to look into that a little closer. Okay. I don't know why I felt like the show has been around like forever, but I guess not. I think there was like uh I think there was an older one. Okay. Uh because if you look at like the the context of like HBO Max and its DC stuff, it looks like there were other series with Harley Quinn starring. Okay. Um so maybe That's there probably were, what I'm I, thinking. Yeah, of. there yeah. are probably older series with it. Uh but yeah, Dune. Uh Dune I surprisingly loved. Um, I've never read the book. I didn't know what Dune was about, but all I knew from the trailers is that you have Zendaya, you've got Jason Momoa, you've got Oscar Isaac. And if you don't know who that is, that's Poe from the Star Wars series. You've got Dave Bautista. You've got Josh Brolin. Um, there are so many high list actors in this movie and it's not like in, um, what, what are the movies kind of like murder on the Orient express mm-hmm. uh, where like you have a big actor like Johnny Depp and he spoiler dies. Um, and then you never see him again. Like in those types of movies, you end up getting these triple a actors, but they're only in it for like the first 30 minutes and then you can't afford them anymore. So you cut them yep. that kind of thing. And in this movie, that's not the case Uh these characters are here. They're meant to stay and they're, they all are very, very good. Uh, the lead role uh, who plays Paul is Timothy Chalamet. Mm-hmm. I am, hope I'm not butchering that name, but I know I, think I am. You got it. Now you got it. <laughs> he's uh, he, he's a great actor. And what. What I'll say, too, is like his character is meant to be kind of dull, but apparently it's that way in the books um, is he's meant to be kind of this reflection and this cold um, calculated sort of person he's not like this emotional main character as we see so much in our uh daily media now and you know there's so many like questions going on all the time and i would say like that the movie is kind of a slow burn it has mix of little action sequences here and there and that that will keep you interested is what is going on for the rest of this for the rest of the movie and I really can't recommend it enough. Like it's got really good actors performing in it. Uh, the costume design is outstanding. Um, like the moment you see like these women in like black hooded and like have the equivalent of like bird nests 
<laughs> or like birdhouses, sorry, on top of their heads. It's it is so intriguing to watch. Like, I just want to know what these people do. And you get the answer to who those people are. Um, so and I guess really the only negative I have to say about this movie is because this is meant to be either a two movie or trilogy type thing. The ending feels really anticlimactic, um, but it's because they're setting up for the next portion of the movie. Uh, there's already been a confirmation that the next Dune movie will come out in 2023. Yep. So I'm glad we don't have to wait too long, but I feel like this movie and it's because it didn't have the backing of something like a Harry Potter where, or an avatar, which we'll eventually get, but the, it really would have uh, benefited from this movie coming out. And then maybe six months later to a year, the next movie comes out. So it's kind of fresh in people's minds yeah. where two years from now and you know, God forbid there's a delay to make it two and a half or three years. People are going to be like, crap, I have no idea what's going on in this movie. Um, yeah. So they're going to so they'll have to rewatch it, which will be good for people who need to buy it intent, uh, you know, from the first part. But overall, like the characters are so interesting. The world is so interesting. This is like one of the best sci fi movies I've ever watched. Yeah. Um, Whether it just keeps me guessing or there's just all this all of this stuff going on that I want to learn more about. That's fair. You say Dune and then because you've never watched the original, right? Like the one. No, I have like not. Seventies or something. It was in like eighties. I think it 80s. came out in eighty five. Yeah, um, that's also good. Uh, I always just say like Dune's just about spice, right? Yeah, literally <laughs> about spice. spice. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say because like I said, like I just started it today. So I'm like 20, 30 minutes in, I think. Um. The first one was the same thing for me where like, it's a great story. It really is. And like the costume design in the original was the same way. It was phenomenal for its time frame. Like what the stuff they're pulling off. I've always thought that the original was like kind of, it's good, but pretentious. And I kind of get that same feeling with this one, but it's not like a bad thing. It's just, that's just the feeling you get with Dune. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm excited to finish it. I love sci-fi, so yeah, you. I think you'll definitely enjoy this, and we won't go into spoilers this episode. Maybe next week, yeah, where um where Craig's done with the movie, and maybe I'll have some other guests to see if anybody else has watched it because I think this movie deserves mm -hmm. um the discussion that it's getting. Uh, it's it's shot spectacularly. Like there are so many good things that continue to build up on this movie. Like this movie looks fantastic. Um, yeah. and a. A majority of it is probably filmed in front of a green screen uh, because <laughs> yeah. the way they're showing off the world, the spaceships, the, the everything like you their their VFX team definitely had their work cut out for them. And I don't think there's a single hiccup in any of it. So, yeah, um, yeah I think you should watch the older one and see I'll have if to you see how it, I can get my hands on it. I think it's on HBO. OK, I'll pretty, have to look sure. Yeah, because I I saw like a funny I was watching reviews for the movie mm -hmm. and I saw a funny highlight where the shield in um in the new Dune is kind of like this hyper uh, frequency sort of shield that goes around them, where in the original, it's like yellow blocks yep. that are over <laughs> them. I, I, I have to see that. So, yeah, yeah I I'm just more curious to see if like somebody who's never watched it, like if it holds up, you know what I mean? Because the original Dune is held very highly. Um, and like, I have 
a little bit of nostalgia for it. So I feel like somebody with fresh eyes, it'd be interesting to see if you think it's like, yeah, this, this doesn't it. even doesn't even compare. It's a long movie, but uh, yeah, I, it'd be interesting to see what you think. Yeah, no, I'll definitely watch it. Cool. But uh, what about you said VHS, VHS 94? Yeah. So I heard I don't even, of this movie. Yeah. I don't even know how many VHSs there are at this point. I think this might be the third or fourth. I had no um, idea it was a franchise. <laughs> yeah. So uh, horror movie, but it always is around the premise of somebody or some group of people going somewhere and finding a bunch of VHS tapes and then them watching them. It's basically an excuse for um, everybody, like a bunch of people to get the chance to make a short horror film, usually okay. like 15 to 20 minutes long. Um, and you just go from like one to the next to the next, all loosely tied together by whatever the main story is. With this one, obviously, it takes place in 1994. Um, and it's just around this SWAT team that breaks into this building. And they're trying to go through this building. And they keep finding TVs that are playing these things. And then um, it's being recorded by somebody from the SWAT team. So it's like a you found footage type film, right? Yeah. And yeah. then he'll go to a TV and he'll zoom in on it and it will cut to whatever this short film that they're going to do. I've always enjoyed that with these movies. Um, they're not high budget. So like the effects aren't the greatest, but they do a good job of like getting you these cool stories that you're invested in um, and just being like, all right, cool. I'm in, I'm out. And then let's get to the next one. I just like that idea in a horror movie. So I had a lot of fun with this one. I like the VHS movies in general. If you haven't seen them and you like horror, you should definitely check them out. I think this is a good extension into that universe. I guess we're calling it a universe at this point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had a ton of fun. Um, there's some standouts. There's one where a uh, it's about a doctor who's kidnapping uh, people and mutilating them and putting them putting machine parts into them. Um, so you have like a girl who he takes the top half of her head off and puts a camera on top of it, which gives you that first person view. And then you kind of follow her breaking out and just like killing everybody. It's like that one was a standout to me. Um, but yeah, if if you're not into horror, obviously you're not going to like this. Um, they tend to be extremely gory. Um, and, you know, a lot of them can rely heavily on like the jump scare type deal. But that one stood out to me because it was just something different. It had like a sci-fi element. And I don't know. I just thought it was really cool. So definitely check it out if you're looking for a Halloween movie. Yeah, well, uh, that's a good way to end the podcast because uh, by the by the time it comes up, it's going to be really close to Halloween. Yep, so exactly. We'll end it there. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate the support we get. If you liked it, please make sure to leave a review on your preferred listening platform and make sure to share it with your friends. Uh, your friends will trust you more than the re- uh, than people reading reviews will. So. Yeah. We, we would appreciate any help with trying to grow our podcast. If you're interested in like getting involved in the community, we have a Twitter and Instagram and a Facebook where Craig and I are both pretty active on it. So you can make sure to contact us via there. If you're interested in emailing us a question, hypothetical or a game of any of sort of that kind of thing, email high sensitivity podcast at gmail.com and we'll make sure it gets read on air as long as it's not too vulgar or something like that. <laughs> so, uh, Again, uh, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time. See you later.